From Idea to Impact is a community for individuals of all backgrounds and professions that are looking to take their philanthropic lives to the next level. Whether through volunteerism, monetary donations, or starting your own nonprofit, making a positive and impactful difference in our communities is no easy task. This podcast features nonprofit leaders, philanthropists, social entrepreneurs, and community enthusiasts that are here to help take you from idea to impact. Let's start the show. Welcome to episode five of From Idea to Impact. My name is Brianna Alexander. You guys are in for a treat today. I had an awesome conversation that I'm so excited to share with you guys. Um, What I've been up to, of course, work, um, trying to figure out what self-care really looks like for me personally. I know um, there are always checklists and photos and articles about self-care but for every one of us it's different and so I'm just in this journey of figuring out what that looks like for me if you have any suggestions feel free to let me know Um, I'm currently also packing for a week-long trip to Belize with girls going global I literally have like a pile of clothes right next to me that I need to fold to put into this suitcase and I'm also very excited because the Summit 21 conference is this weekend hosted by Blavity and I'm looking forward to making so many more connections and if you're planning on being there would love to connect hey girl hey um it's down in Atlanta I know that's home for me right now but if you're coming in town like please be sure to say hey if you are a listener of this podcast. Um, I'm very excited about this episode today because it's all about properly connecting to the causes that you're most passionate about the right way, the responsible way. I had the opportunity to have a conversation with a friend and former classmate that really has motivated me in ways that she'll never know. Today's key takeaways are finding your cause, volunteering, and giving responsibly. Let's jump into the next segment. Welcome to this segment of From Idea to Impact. We are here with episode five. I have the most amazing guest today. I'm very excited. We have three key takeaways that I told you guys about earlier, but we have Brianna Dorellis here, and I'm very excited to have her just because, I mean, I met her in grad school, which seems like like years ago, (laughs) but, but she is doing incredible work across the globe. And I just felt like it was very important for her to talk to us today about connecting to our cause. And I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about her. And then we're going to jump into today's questions. Yay! So I'm so excited to be here with Brianna, the other Brianna. Right. We share the same name. Um, Greatness. Um, Exactly. Oh, and she has on purple today, guys. That's my favorite color, but like I'm in the presence of royalty, so I just had to, you know, hey girl. Well, yes, I am Brianna Dorellis. Um, I was born and raised um, in Statesboro, Georgia, three and a half hours. Um, like south of Atlanta, around 45 minutes away from Savannah. So uh, Georgia girl, southern um, gal. Southern gal. <laughs> so um, 
When I was younger, um, I was always drawn to um, the National Geographic books that mm-hmm. were like on display um, in the stores, and I would always gravitate towards those. And so I just love different cultures, societies, uh, traditions, and um, I love that your mom picked up on that. Like that yeah. was what you were going after. Yeah, my mom was like, "Oh wow, she's going after these National Geographic books." And so she put me in Maori United Nations okay. in like elementary school. Wow. And then in middle school as well. And I did some in high school. And so just a love for just being a global citizen yeah. and trying to figure out what that was. Yeah. And so um, I majored in international studies um, in undergrad, specifically focusing on societies, cultures, and traditions. Mm-hmm. And then I had the experience of the passion but I wanted to put skill behind Mm -hmm. it right and so that's when I got into um grad school here in Atlanta where I met you yes yes I feel like it was in stats (laughs) I feel like no it wasn't stats because I would look back and be like you see what is happening yes it was stats it was stats and so we've been delivered Thank you, God. And so I literally went to grad school to connect the dots of my passion with purpose and skill. Yeah. And so um, that's when I got my MPA in nonprofit management. And since then, um, I've gone to Honduras in undergrad in Costa Rica, volunteered in orphanages, Mm -hmm. did study abroad. And at that time, I literally thought to myself, you know, how can I do something like this for the rest of my life. Right. Like, I wanted to do right. that thing. Yeah. And so, um, afterwards, after graduation, I got into humanitarian aid um, and then working in refugee resettlement. And now I've been in the nonprofit sector for about a decade. Yes. And, ooh, yes, we a have. decade sounds <laughs> right? solidified. Hire us. <laughs> Hire us. That's what they always right. say, right? Ten years of experience. I got that. <laughs> right, right. I got that. <laughs> so I've been in our for the past ten years, and it's always been in a space of volunteerism, yes. volunteer coordination, community yes. outreach. And I saw volunteerism done good, yeah. and I've seen it done bad. Yes. And so that was basically the spark of connecting the cause of really um, consulting and inspiring nonprofits and civic groups and faith groups um, on how to keep community at the center of their service activities. Love it. Um, And then also on the other side of that, helping women change makers Mm -hmm. um, really understand that they are a change maker and then connecting themselves with their servant-centered self. Right. um, So that they can live out their life as a servant um, in that purpose. Yes. So gold. that is what it. Connecting the Cause is all about. We do that through ebooks, webinars, workshops, and just really intentional education around service done well. Yes, and yeah. I'm here for that because I also have a background, all things volunteerism. I've seen seen it done well I've seen we've had to fire volunteers before yeah. volunteers do get fired we'll mm-hmm. get into that later mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> I've, I've had experiences and I've just always admired what you were doing with connecting the cause mm-hmm. and I just it's so relevant you know yeah. and necessary yeah and um I just felt like 
I have to get her on here Yay, so the people so, so the people did. can hear. <laughs> so we're gonna jump into the first takeaway, which is finding your cause. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I know, a lot of people reach out to me all the time, like, "Hey, I want to do something, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like you, I want to be involved, but I don't really know where to start." And so, for you, what does it mean to connect the cause? And when did you even come up with that? Like tagline or business name so when it came to connecting the cause i like the ing Mm -hmm. on the end Mm -hmm. because connecting to your cause is a consistent journey that doesn't necessarily have a destination right and so when it comes to connecting um your cause it is deciding what is that thing that makes my soul leap Um, I truly believe personally that all of our purposes are directly connected and tied to servitude. Um, And so what does it look like to serve out um, those purposes and those skills in the world? And so it's sort of kind of our responsibility to say, I know that I'm supposed to be serving. Through what mechanism do I do that? Right. And so that's um, sort of kind of where connecting the cause comes from. It's this constant journey of finding out what your cause is, but also when you find it out, doing it in a way that's effective and positive and responsible. And so literally me and my husband were sitting down one day and and I was just flushing out all of these ideas. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to be like this liaison for people, but I want to change their mindset around service. I just don't want to connect them to an agency an agency <laughs> yeah. right yeah or just yeah. a random non-profit like oh you yeah. like kids go here yeah you you know yeah. want to deal with you know people experiencing homelessness go here i wanted to change their mindset right. so that when they got into a service space they knew how to do it responsibly and they had a transformation of heart right. because servitude can be transactional or can. transformational and i push transformational and so that's sort of kind of where yeah, I love it. And I and this wasn't even a takeaway, guys, but like like she said, it's a constant evolvement. It's always changing. You have to grow with your cause, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's not when it when you start with the cause, it might not be the same in 10 years. It might be refined. It might be less homeless right. people on the street, right? There might be more, but that doesn't change the fact that that is where your heart lies. Yeah. Like the work the work is never over, right? <laughs> <laughs> the work is never over. And if you're not effectively connected to your why, you will get burnt out. Yeah. Because there's always work to be done, like right. you said. Right. So, yeah. Ooh. So, what are some causes that you felt you've felt Ooh. most connected to? My first cause um, is being a global citizen mm-hmm. and representing the feel of I am connected to you mm-hmm. through humanity and through our work and through our purpose. And wanting to have this sense of, I am a woman, but I am also a black woman, but I am also an American, but I also live on the continent of the United States, but I also, you know, connect with people all over the world. And it's that, that focus of 
somebody across the world has a favorite color right and they have a favorite food yeah. and they get pissed off about things right. and like just that humanity of yeah. global citizenship because if i don't have that sense of global citizenship then i stay in my silo yeah and i don't recognize that we need each other so one of my causes is the promotion of global citizenship the second one is refugees and immigrants yes. um that's something that's so yes. near You've worked and in dear to my heart for, yeah, yeah i worked yeah. i worked in um refugee resettlement for about 4 years and um creating welcoming spaces for refugees mm-hmm. is something that i am so passionate about yeah. and a lot of my experience with connecting the cause comes from those instances where I'm dealing with volunteers who are serving people who don't look like them. Right. And so mm-hmm. dealing with the education around that, but also recognizing the systematic um, oppression that's yeah. also involved in volunteerism. Yes. Um, and I really mm-hmm. learned that through um, my work with refugees and volunteers connecting to the refugee community. Yeah. And so those are two of my main things that I am really, really passionate I about. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I knew these things. <laughs> but you had to tell the people, like I, I said. I had to tell the people. So for somebody who's struggling with connecting to their cause right now, yeah. what do you say to them? Like what's step one in your opinion? Um, yeah, you know, I think that we don't recognize and look at ourselves as change makers. Yeah. That's, yes. I think that's the main thing. We have to start looking, we have to stop looking at ourselves like, oh, I'm an individual who wants to volunteer. Right. And look at ourselves like I am a change maker who is connected to a societal cause and I have solutions or I can insert myself in order to bring about a positive right. impact. And so once you say change maker, you then own that piece of right. the cause. Right. And so then that makes you want to move forward to be able to identify feel, with that you thing. You feel connected. You feel to connected it. It's like to you, it. Like I I cannot walk away from this situation. This situation needs my yep. my oh, help. So good. It needs it needs me. Yeah. Like I'm, I am important in this situation. Yeah. And every I feel like every episode thus far I have said that I believe that everyone is a change maker. Yeah. And I know, you know, it, it and that can be in whatever space. I think last episode I talked about how there's a guy who I saw on um, Facebook teaching boys how to mm. change tires, like yes. you know, in the neighborhood. And I'm just like, yo, like you don't, you really have to think about how you know a change maker. It doesn't mean that you are, you know, in every country, every yep. month in a new country, yep. you know, doing all of this community work. It means that you care about the people that are literally mm-hmm. right in your neighborhood yeah like it means that you think about them you think about the fact that they don't know how to change tires exactly you You, feel a need you feel you you see a need you have the skill and you feel that need right and you don't you don't have to be this big huge non-profit yeah or philanthropist with like billions (laughs) and billions of dollars there are places for that and one of the things that i you know, continuously came across, even in my undergrad, I would tell people that I'm interested in um, studying abroad Mm -hmm. or I'm interested in humanitarian aid Mm -hmm. or international or refugees. And the first thing they would say is, well, we got people here that need, (laughs) you know, we got stuff here that needs help. And I'm like, and there are people People for that. And I've been intricately and uniquely designed 
to connect to this particular cause and being comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And so I think the first thing is literally being able to own the fact that we are all change makers and we have to be in a space to realize it and then go after and and seek that and see what that looks like for our lives. Oh my gosh, I hope Mm -hmm. y'all are taking notes because this is... (laughs) Yes, like step one yeah. is step, step one, one it, and step one doesn't require a bunch of research or anything. Yeah. It's really a mindset shift, right? Yeah, it's a it's, mindset shift. It's really starting with, hey, like first of all, I can make an impact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because even even working with volunteers on like one off projects, it's still like you still left out of here and you yeah. still don't know yeah. that you that you're a change maker. You actually showed up today because, you know, your job said right. that you need to be here. Yeah. And so just being able to tap into that different space. So that kind of leads me into our second takeaway, yeah. which is volunteer. Yeah. So in your opinion, how important is volunteerism over monetary donations? I mean, we've already kind of heard your mindset of how you think things through in relation to community impact. But like in general, what are mm-hmm. your thoughts? So I think that both of them are very needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem, we run into the problem when we feel like we have to insert ourselves in the space that we're not designed. Mm-hmm. So say, for instance, a lot of times people either need stuff, money, or your time. Right. And so if you try to insert yourself as in, I'm going to be this type of person, but your skill set and your passion and your purpose is not aligned with that, then that's when the problem happens. I think money is very important. Mm-hmm. I think volunteerism is very important and is equally important. It depends on what lane are you supposed yeah. to be in. Yeah. And also realizing that, you know, when it comes to monetary donations or monetary support your five dollars is fine like if that's what you have to give (laughs) then that makes a difference that's okay and if you can only volunteer one time out of the month or whatever you have the compassion to do that is fine um i think a lot of times we just try to start comparing which is the best way to serve when the real question is what is my lane and yeah. how can I do it to the best of my yeah. ability? And really considering how deep it gets as far as determining your lane. I had a young man that I talked to recently that was telling me that he's inter- interested in everything related to STEM, but like mm-hmm. really didn't, didn't really, he's an engineer. Like you didn't realize that, hey, like you could literally go to an organization and volunteer and it feels like it doesn't feel like volunteering. Yeah. Like you're literally just doing what you always yep. do, but you're actually teaching Yeah, and you don't even realize mm-hmm. it. So it's important to think about that. Like think about what skills and talents you already have. Yes. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, to recreate yourself mm-hmm. or try something completely new, like mm-hmm. tap into yourself. Yep. So, and I try to do when I'm talking to, you know, women, you know, they ask me, I don't know what, my purpose is or I don't know how I should show up and serve Mm -hmm. and one of the main questions that I ask them is a lot of times you have to go back to those things that if you were not getting paid to do it if you were you know by yourself on a deserted island what would make your heart leap right like what would you be doing right and a lot of times it'll be something in their childhood Mm -hmm. that they've suppressed or that they've either gotten rid of or they say, you know, now that I'm an adult, I don't have the time. 
Um, and it's just going back and really having some self-awareness around who you are and what are the things that make you happy. Yes, Mm self-reflection. I do, I try to self-reflect every night. I'd be like, you know, thinking about what, because I'm in this service game, right? Right. And so every interaction that I have with the community isn't the best. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not always showing up as my best self, right? And so it's like, okay, Brianna, you were very tired today. Like, like, do you, you have the opportunity to talk to somebody and you chose not to because you were in your own little feeling yep. <laughs> and so just thinking like you know going forward remember to push through mm-hmm. when you're in those moments because you never know you know what kind of connections you can make so yeah, yeah you're talking to two service people who are being honest like we're not always you know on it either mm-hmm. but we we have to have those self-reflection moments where yeah. we're like okay what can I do better next time? Yeah. And that and mm-hmm. and that part around even making what makes your heart leap is something that's important to point out that even when something makes your heart leap, you will get tired of it yes. too. And there will be times where you will feel burnout. Yeah. There will be times where you will feel like I don't feel like doing this. Yeah. And it's okay to be that because yeah. you can't be everything for everybody. Because when you start even in that mindset, you start becoming a savior. Mm-hmm. And you can't move into that space. It's I can do what I can. And when I'm feeling that burnout, you know, if you can't show up for yourself, right. then you're not going to be able to show up for a community. And just making sure you realize what that looks like is very, very important. So that goes into our next question. What it what are the characteristics of a bad oh, volunteer? Bad volunteers. <laughs> I know oh. you've seen it. I know you've heard them. I know you've yeah. interacted with them. What and and this isn't to say that that there is a such thing as bad volunteers, I will say that. Um, but it's just the one thing that I can automatically think of is mindset. When, when you walk into the room or you walk into the space where you're giving of your time, yeah. wh- like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking when you walk in there? Who is it about mm-hmm. <laughs> when you walk in the room, mm-hmm. when you're going to serve? Is it about you trying to get your hours? Or right. is it about tapping into a underserved, you know, community or, you know, a child that needs tutoring or what, like what? What are your intentions? Yeah. So what are some bad volunteer characteristics yeah. you've seen? So I like to char- characterize bad volunteers as people who have righteous ignorance. So yes. righteous meaning I want to give back. I want to serve. I want to do these things. Um, but then the ignorance comes in where it's like, not being effective at doing it well. Yeah. So you have one set of people who have this righteous ignorance who they actually want to give back, but the way that they do it is not effective. Then you have the other bad volunteer who is exactly what you just described mm-hmm. of, I just want to show up because I was told to and I don't have a mindset of service. Mm -hmm. I just want to be here to fulfill something that someone said or something that I have to do. Um, Or, you know, the third part of a bad volunteer, someone who literally comes into a space to try and save. Uh, Um, Who comes into a space, they try to, and they say, I am your savior. I have all of the answers. You need me to live and to survive. It creates this 
imbalance of dependency and this um, balance where it where the client or the person that you serve starts seeing their self-worth in what you're able to provide for them right. as opposed to a asset-based model where I have assets and I have needs and we're partnering together right. in order to make a difference. Right. And so there's like three pockets I feel of the of bad volunteers. Yes. Yeah. Those are those are definitely on point. And you've you've managed volunteers. Yeah. So for for example of like a one off project, mm-hmm. I'm just showing up to serve a meal. Can you describe to me or in the listeners what in in that moment, how can you show up as a bad volunteer? To the soup kitchen. Okay, so there's a number of ways. Number one, the mindset coming in and then opening your eyes and seeing what you need to do and being a complainer. And saying, it's too hot in here, it's too cold in here, the kitchen too small, small. (laughs) I gotta wear what, I gotta do what. So it's... You wanting to insert yourself in that comfortability, what's comfortable to you. And then another example of that bad volunteerism is you knowing what's best for the client and you've never interacted with them before. Listen, I know how to do this. (laughs) Y'all policies and procedures are wrong. So let me show you how it's done, mm-hmm. person who's been here for 10 years. <laughs> right. You know, and Maybe. being in that space. <laughs> and then, you know, a soup kitchen, you know, whether you're you're serving those clients food, what is the language that you're using while you're in that space? Right. Oh, I'm just here to help them out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, oh, I'm just here to fill these hours. Like, what yeah. What does that What's say to the client? That or to the person that you're serving in that yeah. moment? So, like, those are some just real examples of, you know, wanting to be comfortable and what your comfortability mm-hmm. looks like and then wanting to overtake the situation and not being a person of learning and not coming in with a learner's heart, right. but coming in wanting to rule and reign instead right. of learning from the people that are around you. I love that. And I'm on the flip side of that, what about abroad? I remember you telling me a story about, was it Honduras you were in? Or you mm-hmm. were in a school mm-hmm. or something, and you yeah. were like, no, no more. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so let me, let me, let me go Ooh. back. Oh. <laughs> There are so many instances in particularly volunteering abroad where programs are coddling Americans or whoever the volunteers are in order for them to have a good experience. Right. And so there are mm-hmm. instances where there are programs that are paying for volunteer room and board and fixing facilities for them mm-hmm. and actually make spending so much money yeah. to make them feel comfortable yeah. when in all actuality, the volunteer group can very easily partner with them and say, you know what? I want to help you. Right. What does it look like for us to give our resources to you? Right. There's one example um, that I've heard of that just really struck me. And it is volunteers going abroad and doing service Sorry, not service, doing skilled work. Mm. And so, like, say for instance, exactly. (laughs) If there's an instance of we're going to take a college group Mm -hmm. and we're going to go to an orphanage and we're going to tile the floor. 
Okay. So there's the volunteer. My, my like volunteers and budget mind is like all all the already like wait like adding up numbers yes, in my head, yes. right? Like <laughs> this don't make yes. sense. Yes. Okay. Literally. Tell, them, tell the people. <laughs> tell the people. Okay. Going, we're gonna tile the floor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the volunteers go. They have an amazing time. They towel the floor, and then two weeks later. They the locals are having to redo the floor right. because they were not skilled in doing it in the first place. Right. When in all conch, the best thing would have been for the volunteers to actually go and learn mm-hmm. how to tile the floor mm-hmm. from a local person who had the skill and the volunteers would pay them right. to do the floor and then the volunteers would walk away with a new skill. Right. That is how it's supposed to be. That's the asset-based of you have a skill that I want to learn from versus a needs-based, I you know am inserting myself because you need me in right. order to serve. Right, that floor will be replaced every every year. It'll be replaced like, every year, over and over, over again, and over, over for these, the sake because you bring in the same sixteen yep. to eighteen year olds, yep. trying to tell them to put a floor together. Yeah, <laughs> and the same building will yeah. be painted every quarter. Yeah, because because one group university will come, <laughs> then the next university would come, and then the one will paint it green, then yep. the other one paint it blue for the sake of an experience. experience. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there yeah. there are a lot of different. Windows yeah. with bad volunteering, yeah, and and and, it, and it's not even always intentional. You know, no. a lot of it is. I just want to go do some good. Like yeah. I really want to. I just wanted to tile the floor for them. Yeah. But you know, sustain sustainability is right. is number one when it comes time to go abroad and do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, what's gonna happen when you leave? Yep, and that's where responsible volunteering kicks in. Boom. Mm-hmm. Our last takeaway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smooth transitions. So our last takeaway for today is giving responsibly. Give responsibly. Drink responsibly. Give responsibly. Mm. Right? Like, <laughs> let's love let's, it. Like, point blank period. Yeah. Give responsibly. What does that mean? Oh, let me try to sum it up. So giving responsibly means that now you've established yourself as a change maker. Right. Okay. You've established yourself as a change maker and now a part of your identity is tied to effective change for a particular cause. Right. So this makes you want to have some type of responsibility to ensure that you do it the right way. Right. So the first thing I say when it comes to giving responsibly is to know the context of the cause. How did this thing come to be? What was it? What were the things that made this particular cause happen? Right. What's the context behind it? So you know the full story as much as you can about something that you care so deeply about. Right. Okay. So giving responsibly means being able to have that research behind it. Yeah. And know why you're connected to it and why it means so much. And what are the different in your windows? Are there, is there systematic oppression that's um, connected to this? Economic, you know, ties, um, societal ties, cultural ties. How did this cause come to be? Right. And so being responsible, you know, in that space. The second thing is making sure you're marrying your skills with the cause. I'm not going to go tile a floor because I don't know (laughs) how to tile. Oh, my gosh. My my team (laughs) would tell you that if there is a paintbrush involved, 
Brianna, I am literally doing an about yep. face and like hitting the, yep. hitting the door. Yep. Like it's not me. It's not it's me. It's not you. Yeah. And being able to be okay with that. Yep. You don't have to show up and be a savior for all things. Yeah. What is the thing that I am compassionate about? What do I have skills around and how can I produce that into a tool for being a change maker into the cause? That is what being responsible means. And being in the third part is being able to hear the community's needs. Right. It's so important. Y'all y'all have change. no idea. They change. How, you have to constantly yes, be listening. Yes. <laughs> you have no idea how many projects and nonprofits and initiatives and campaigns are started without listening to what the community <laughs> needs first. Yeah. And then there there are cert- certain situations where they there there are levels. Either you don't listen to the community or you do listen to the community but then you don't take into accountability what they say. Right. Or you listen to them, you take into accountability but then you don't include them in the, the process. process. Oh, I've seen that. And so like, there are levels to being responsible. Yeah. And you have to put community at the center of the conversation. You cannot do service without community. Right. You can't. You can't. I'm listen, this was great. So my last part of this particular takeaway how can a frequent volunteer or frequent giver mm-hmm. a change maker yeah determine whether or not his or her charity is toxic like in the moment for the Good. person who's already already active and involved and they need to have a self-reflection and evaluation moment how will they know that their charity is not on point that it's a little bit toxic so I came out with this checklist. Okay. Okay. And it's called the sober, um, just a sober judgment checklist in service. Okay. And so what I I asked, I was asked that question a lot. Like, how do I know? Yeah. And so one of the things on the checklist is, um, am I looking for something to satisfy me in this moment? Good. Okay. Yeah. That's something that's really important. Are you looking to go out and volunteer to get to satisfy some part of you? you. Okay. Right. Whether it's I want to feel needed, mm. I want to feel inserted into a call, whatever the case may be, taking the sober judgment of what that is. Um, if you insert yourself into a place and you are going into it for the benefit of yourself, right. It's nine times out of ten <laughs> is probably not the right mindset yeah. to have. Yeah. yeah. And um specifically for connecting the cause, um, we have a foundational scripture. Okay. And it's Romans twelve and two. Okay. And it says, Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, that's part of the scripture. And what we have to do in those service instances is really take an account of renewing our mind when it comes to service. I am going to come into this service because I have biases. I have um, stereotypes about these people that I'm serving. Um, I have areas that I need to change my mindset on and using service as a tool, you know, to do that. And so you can tell that you're being toxic when you don't have the right, right mindset. 
You can tell you're being toxic when you're not thinking about the community being at the center. Right. You are being toxic when you are thinking about how can I save this person. Yes. You are toxic when you say this is my family or this is my person. Right. You are then creating Ah. a sense of ownership of this is my thing when all actuality y'all are in partnership with one another. You are... Oh my gosh, that just randomly made me think of like, oh, where was I? I can't remember, but there were kids volunteer. Well, there were kids there being served, whatever, whatever the project was. And I think it was in Jamaica, actually, Mm. where um, they had to tell the volunteers and I was a volunteer, but I knew not to say things like this. I'm going to take you home to the kids. No, I'm going to take you home. Mm. You're in a third world country where kids are literally getting snatched up on their way to and from Mm. school and never seen again. And you talking about some, I'm going to take you home. They take that literal. See, see, they believe you. That's why, (laughs) that's why you need the context. What are, what are these children's experiences and how can I make sure not to trigger any trauma when I'm actually serving? I'm like, wait, y'all was out there telling them that you're like, it's just so important. Like little things like that to, you know, it's three, four words to you. Like, yeah, but you know, that would literally could send a home, a kid home nervous and scared. And so, um, I'm definitely going to share the checklist with you all. Um, it, it, she has a really cute graphic for it. <laughs> <laughs> so she's gonna, we're going to share that for sure. But um, any final words of advice that you want to give to everyone that's yeah. listening about you know everything we've talked about mm-hmm. today? Yes. So volunteerism and service needs a facelift. Mm-hmm. And the facelift is... Stop thinking about the output, mm-hmm. okay? Stop thinking about, I'm going to do this and do that and do this and do that. Think about the transformation that needs yes. to take place within you in order to show up effectively, in order to show up where the community is at the center of service. We bring all of these things yeah. into a service space yeah. and they can make or break an experience. Yes. And so Absolutely. use it as a learning opportunity for yourself to say, how can I show up as a better human being through this act of service? And so I just think it needs to stop being rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. Oh, if you're volunteering, then you're doing a good thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is service good? Yes. Do we need to examine service and how we do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That is all. Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> this has been great, y'all. I know we said I was. I told her we were going to try to keep the episode. Oh, up. We thirty six minutes we, in. It's okay. This is good. This is good. We're almost done. We're almost done. Well, tell tell everybody where to find you. Tell you know your email address, your yeah, Instagram, yeah. your business um, domain, anything yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. drop. So, um, website is www.connectingthecause.com. You can find me on Instagram at Connecting the Cause, Facebook Connecting the Cause. Consistent. Um, Yes. My email address is Brianna at connectingthecause.com. Um, and I am having a um, annual Mission and Mimosas event yes. that is coming up. It's going to be on July 20th. 
Um, so you can follow me on Instagram for more information around that. Yes, and I'll be sure to share that also. Yay! Thank you so much. This has we been did it. so purging. <laughs> yes. I'm like, where's the stage? <laughs> yes. This is awesome. I Thank enjoyed you. it. No problem. Thank you. I am so like, oh, I just feel so recharged from that conversation. And I hope that you guys enjoyed my conversation with Brianna just as much as I did. I'm so glad she was willing to share some of her experiences and just her genuine insight with us. Being a true global citizen is so important. Please remember that when you're traveling the world, even if it's just for vacation, yes, get those pictures for the gram, but remember that you're a part of a bigger purpose and the picture is bigger, much larger than you can ever imagine. So when you're traveling to new spaces, new places, really be open to learning and adjusting and and realizing that you're a citizen of the world. Brianna, thank you again for your time and really igniting a mindset shift, not only among our listeners, but within me and in the community at large. And most of us didn't even know that we needed this moment. I've been reminded to constantly evolve, to be aware and understanding of the wider world, my place in it, and to take action. It's all about the impact. Find your cause, volunteer, and give responsibly. Today's quote is from the late Nelson Mandela. You can never have an impact on society if you have not changed yourself. I'm looking forward to talking to you all. Episode six is coming up soon. Um, Of course, email me if you guys have any questions or topics that you want discussed, and we'll talk soon.